previously on Quest Friends Hereafter. The Necromon Tournament has been going on. Even Walnut has been losing more as well. So you all keep on walking until you find yourself in front of a lovingly painted sign that says Camp Lagoon. Irene only got a 98.5% readiness. The compass doesn't work, and so the direction of True North keeps changing. Chaz Casey, who we have seen before, is known for being the Valley's premier radio host. He is the head of Scorpion Radio. You should stop trying to be funny. But today, he is at Camp Lagoon. Can we tell scary stories around the campfire? Ah, he <laughs> said around like a... By the way, I think you earned the right to call me Kike. Me. Does Kike sleep? Yeah. Oh no. Oh. Um, Another sleepless character for Ari? Mm, I'm going to say yes, but it's like a skeleton sleep. So it's like, it just looks the same. He doesn't move. <laughs> so he looks actually like a skeleton dead. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Does he take off his glasses? Yes. So that he looks even more like a skeleton. And skeletons, for some reason, like to cover themselves in dirt as blankets. So it looks <laughs> even more messed up. This is horrifying. <laughs> I was just imagining like a party city skeleton just propped up in a chair, but this is worse. Nope, now he's taking a dirt nap. Oh my god, it is a dirt nap! <laughs> Alright, so <laughs> it is night. You have all shaken off the scary stories, you've shaken off the s'mores, you've gone to bed. Does anyone have any nightly routines that we should note before my NPCs start ruining everyone's lives? <laughs> I mean, Kike just, you know, likes to take his time. He likes to read a book before going to bed. Just taking his time to get comfy in his dirt. Bring some tea as well. Okay. What kind of tea, actually? <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. Chamomile tea. Okay, that's fairly fragrant. Are you two gonna have a tea party? <laughs> you hear a little tapping on your tent. Just knocking on the flap. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna, like, you know, raise his non-existent eyebrow because skeletons do not have that. But after that, he's gonna just turn around and be like, ah, who, who's there? And open his tent. So I want to clarify that it is not because I am scared, but because I smelled that you had tea and I would like to inquire um, if you have any extra tea that I may drink, please. Ah, you have, you have the classic detective scent. I see. That's still a quality you have from our original... Uh, and he's going to just kind of like... Eh, eh, and then he's gonna be like, ah, but absolutely, I do have extra tea for a fellow detective. My tent is a little bit uh, big, so I could just give it to you if you want. She sits down primly and takes the tea. I will leave shortly because, again, I am not afraid from these stories earlier. However, I would like to drink 
this tea here so I may return your cup promptly. Oh, yeah, that's that's totally uh that's totally fair. You know, I think we had our fair share of uh scary stories tonight. So would you like to hear a non-scary story? Just, you know, you probably just got enough of that and uh it might not be good for sleeping. I I don't that's why I'm reading this book. It's so that I don't have those stories with me when I sleep. So do you do you want to hear other things before you go to bed? She takes a second, thinks that perhaps this would give up her very good lying and says, no, thank you. She's just going to sit in silence and drink her tea. <laughs> mm. You know, this this reminds me of uh, this one tale I used to tell my kid, you know, a, a long time ago. It's not it's not important, but uh, and then I, I don't have actually anything prepared for this. But he's just gonna, like, tell some story that... Yeah, the, the tale of the lonely woman. Sparky, what are you up to tonight? <laughs> wow. Fuck you! Uh, Sparky, I don't know, she's stargazing. If the tent area is here, there's, like, a small clearing not that far from it, but not, like, in it. I'm just gonna lay on the ground and think about my life. So, fuck you, because I was planning to be the lonely woman. And what about you, Hilda? Uh, Hilda... I don't have a, a fun way to say Hilda goes to bed. <laughs> Hilda crawls into a sleeping bag, just sort of lies and stares at the ceiling until sleep comes. Oh, actually, I, I did lie. Hilda cuddles with Booker. Aww. Is cuddling a book comfortable? Genuinely curious. Depends on the book. Is Booker comfortable? I would like to think so. Like, I imagine the texture of Booker's cover is like, you know those books that have like, Tiny little groove, so there's like this texture you feel on it. The one you're talking about, it's not like a yeah, smooth yeah. hardcover, it's like a textured hardcover, and yeah, that somehow yeah, makes yeah. it way easier. Yeah, 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 like that is what I imagine Booker is like. So he's he's like cuddlier. It's a nice texture. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Alright, so you're sitting there, you're cuddling with Booker, relaxing, going off to sleep. And as the dreams come, Hilda! Yeah! Suddenly, Walnut is just leaning above you. Hilda, 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 we gotta go, we gotta go. What's wrong? Well, nothing's wrong. Everything's good. We gotta go find the monster from Camp Lagoon. Wait, but from, from the story? Yeah, yeah, from the story. If it's anything like how you described it, it's got to be the most powerful necromon out there. But Walnut, I, I I made it up. Let's go. I made up the story. Let's go. No, it's a scary story. But I mean, Freddy says he saw it. What? Come on, come on. I'll show you. I'll show you. Come on, come on, come on. And Hilda's gonna like begrudgingly put shoes on again. So you come out and you just see Freddy's outside the tent. Hi. What do you mean you saw it? I saw the 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 light from the treasure chest. Right what? over there. And we're going to say that because Kike popped out of the mud and I don't want it to just be physically right there, we'll say that like it's deeper. It's deeper and it actually stretches out a further way. So you can see further out past where the deadly nightshade is, there is a little faint light that looks almost like the reflection of a star except none of the other stars are reflecting in the murky not waters. I, oh, this is, this is a bad idea. We shouldn't go out there. 
but but it's the it's the strongest necromant. I made it up. That's something that's not that's not the thing for my story. Then what is it? I don't, I don't know. What if what if what if what if it's like a necromon that makes stories reality? That would be really strong. I feel like there's a different explanation for why there's a light in the lagoon. But like, fine, fine, fine. We'll we'll go we'll go. We're not gonna we're not gonna go in the lagoon. We're just gonna get closer so we can see what it is, and then we can go back to sleep. Okay? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, shh, <laughs> don't wake everyone up. Yes, yes, yes. And the three of you go off, and sure enough, the remaining party members hear a loud yes yelled from the middle of the campsite. I think if Sparky heard kids yelling like yes from the middle of the campsite when they were supposed to be asleep. She'd just turn and be like, <laughs> classic, and then turn back and continue stargazing. She did this shit all the time when she was their age. Let the kids have their mischievous midnight fun. <laughs> Investigating monsters, what's more wholesome? Kike would pop his head out and just be like, ah, you know, we, I, I just want to make sure that everybody around is okay, but I am not leaving, and he's going to like, you know, just see if he can see things with his flashlight, you know, being like, Remember, it's lights out, kids. It's gonna be a long day tomorrow. I think I will go to bed now because it is lights out. Irene says, fully intending <laughs> to go find out what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Uh, it's a little bit dark out, so don't mind me. I'm going to just make my rounds and start by the direction of your tent and then walk on other places. So he's going to like do it to casually just walk <laughs> her in without telling her, I'm walking you to your tent. Because, as you know, I am incredibly intuitive. <laughs> I can tell that what you are doing is a kindness, and even though it is not necessary, I appreciate it. Okay, goodbye. Irene hurries into her tent, and then, like, there's maybe a tiny little gap in the flap at the bottom, and she's gonna, like, peek out until Ike goes. Since I assume Irene, like, goes to her tent really fast, as she said all of that, Kike's just going to, like, under his breath, just be like, you're welcome, kid. Aww. And then keep just looking around with his with his flashlight just to see if there's anything of place. Yeah. Do... I'm not going to have you roll for this because I don't think Hilda was particularly trying to be sneaky or anything. Like, Hilda is trying to keep them quiet, but I don't know that she could. Yeah. Okay, he's going to yell like, Hey kids, it's lights out time. You can you can explore what whatever you think might be in there. I promise we'll be there tomorrow when there's full light and a bunch of kids and all of you can explore together. Faster, Run. faster, faster. Go, 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 go. Into the deadly night shape. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, no, that's that's where the deadly thingamajiggy thing is there that only works at night for some reason. Kids, no, wait. Uh, do we want to roll a competitive take action? <laughs> we can. We certainly can. Let me just... Yeah, let's do it. We're going to roll a competitive take action just as you run away from Kike. Oh, boy. All right. Mm. Mm. That's an eight. I also have an eight. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. <laughs> Interesting. Do we re-roll because it's a tie? Who's got the higher fierce? I have plus zero. All right, so Ari has plus zero fear, so you have plus two heart. Plus two heart? 
Well, I use heart instead of fierce. Mm. If you tie who has the higher stat is the one who succeeds. So Kike, you see the kids race off and you aren't able to catch up to them, but you can see that they run off through a path by the deadly nightshade. Kike's just gonna, like, as he, he's running, he's just gonna be like, no, wait, no, 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 no not over there, kids, pérense. Ah, híjole. <laughs> Where did they go? And just, like, try to find them with the flashlight and, like, ah. all right, well, hopefully Sparky can keep the rest of the kids till the morning <laughs> and then go after the path where it seems that they went. And I want to use Natural Hunter. Oh my god. To try and figure out where they have gone. Oh my god. Tell me about Natural Hunter. It says if you want to find a particular character or creature, roll plus fierce. If you have access to an item related to the creature you're hunting, roll with advantage. I don't think I have access to anything Hilda like has, unless Hilda gave anything to Kike at any point. I mean, here's the thing. This is not, like, in keeping with the actual letter of the text, but I feel it's in keeping with the spirit. Hilda has a book given from Kike. I feel this should count. I agree. I'm going to count that as well, especially because Natural Hunter, the having the item was meant to be along the lines of, like, a dog sniffing out something Mm -hmm. and then chasing it. So... This is in the spirit of that because you are not a literal dog who has to sniff something (laughs) to chase someone. Okay. So no, I I agree. I agree. Roll with advantage. All right. So let's see. With advantage, that means I get another roll. So it's it's an eight again. What do you get on a mixed success with Natural Hunter? I don't know. I didn't write that down. Uh, let Let me look it up. Which playbook is it from? The animal companion, because Kike has it from... Toucan, yeah! Uh, make success, you know approximately where your target is. Kike, you're you're looking around, how are you hunting? Well, I, I just think that Kike is getting into, once again, the mood of the noir detective, late detective stuff uh, from his favorite detective novels. And so he's like, ah, once again, (laughs) despite me being without my partner from last adventure, I find myself here finding a couple of runaway kids from this runaway camp. And I will do anything in my power to find them before the lights out are over. And on this mood, he's just going to like, you know, look around for footprints and things like that. Amazing, yes. And as the noir takes everything black and white, a lot of the color disappears and no longer plagues your vision. And so you can see in the distance that little shining spark in the middle of the lagoon. There, I saw it. The lagoon from the story. Kike does not have his partner from last time, technically, because his partner from last time is tailing him. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Irene, take a GM intrusion. Oh yeah. Who are you going to give the other AP to? So Kike's probably been the most supportive, but both Kike and Hilda have played along to her blatant lying. Um, I helped you build a tent, except I didn't. That was Kike. You did. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Hilda, I think, this time. Okay. At one point, and I don't know if Kike actually looks back, but at one point you think Kike's gonna look back and might spot you, 
So you duck to the side to hide, right? Oh, no. I would say that he does look to the side. And then he's like, aha, probably just the wind. But it's better to be cautious, <laughs> just in case. When you come back, you can't see Kike anymore. Well, thankfully, I have a compass. And you follow the compass, and you don't notice, but we all notice, as the compass just moves a couple of degrees to the west. <laughs> so, Hilda, you are up with Walnut and Freddy. You're getting closer to the lagoon. You are actually... Let's, let's place you there. You are now at the edge of the mud, and you can see the light. You still can't make out what it is. All you can tell is it's deeper in the mud. Walnut is kind of ansily dancing around, trying to figure out how to get in there, talking to himself, while Freddy just kind of absentmindedly looks around. Are we able to see anything even slightly more clearly for that glowing light? Um, you can see that the light is bigger. And through the muck, you can see these little lines that almost seem like veins stretching down to it. Mm. There's not a whole lot of light. Otherwise, like in the moonlight, you can see stray things around you. It almost looks like there were arts and crafts here earlier. Like you can see little bits of orange yarn. You can see some cotton stitched together and some other miscellaneous stuff around you. But nothing that would specifically tell you how to get into the mud. And just to be clear, is it sitting on the surface or below the surface we see a glow? The glow is below the surface. It is in, interestingly, the deepest part of the lagoon. Okay, okay. We came over here. It's too far away. It's time to go back. It's, it, it's in the bottom. It's in the, at the bottom, exactly where you said it was. I, I, I lied. I didn't, it's not real. If it's not real, why is That's it? how people die. That's why it's a scary story. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's not how I died. I, I, I know, Freddy, but like, some people. Well, I guess so, but like, the people in your story didn't die. They all disappeared and were never heard from again. <laughs> all three of them. People disappearing doesn't mean they die. <laughs> and as he says that, we just quickly cut to Irene, who's just standing in the middle of the woods, confused, lost and alone. And then we cut back to Hilda and the crew. Poor baby. We should go back, please. Don't need to, we don't, what, what, are you, what are you going to do? There's nothing we can do that will reach down there. The only way to get in there would be to wade down into the mud. All right, then, what, well, let's wade no, down into the no. mud. No. <laughs> no. starts walking into no. the mud. Stop it. Come back. <laughs> All right, yeah, Walnut starts wading in. Booker has started plodding around in the shallowest part of the mud looking for snails. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> Hilda's picking up Booker so that he can't walk in the mud. Booker waggles his little muddy feet. And is going to, like, <laughs> head down into the mud as well, sloshing over the boots she's got on, desperately trying to get Walnut to come back. How are you trying to get Dame to come back? I think... She's just going to try to lasso Dame and try to drag Dame back to the shore. Okay. Like, just take out a piece of rope and just snag Dame. I love this plan. What would you do for lassoing? Is that, is that keep your cool? Kind of feels like take action, to be honest. Like, this is very decisive, like, physical action to overpower someone and drag them away from horror. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because it's it, yeah it's all the difference between is it more finesse or is it more speed and we'll just say that walnut is shooting out so you just gotta act fast okay that's a seven all right so you are just a little too late you lasso walnut and it snags on and day just keeps trucking along day is motivated Hill is just going to keep shouting, like, and I think it is actually going to become shouting at this point rather than just, like, trying to hide it. Like, no, come on, come back, come back. This is dangerous. Please, please stop. Freddy, Freddy, help. I'm washing you from out here. No. Ah! Oh, hey there, Dr. Kanaka. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask when would Kike find these kids just shouting and stuff. So, yeah, Kike, Kike would just stand there seeing the mess and being like, okay, okay, this, this is why, this is why Lights Out exists. Kids, <laughs> you can't just come to this lake because this is what happens. Okay, so... Mr. Kike, help! Mm, we, we, we might need to change it back to Mr. Kanaka. I'm still deciding. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> All right, so you were, you were trying to use that. I see, so the, the lasso. Hmm... Maybe the two of us can actually get the kid up. Because if I understand, Hilda was trying to pull with the lasso, right? But it was too... Yeah, I feel like Hilda's being dragged along behind Walnut, deeper into the mud. <laughs> okay, if she's been dragged along, then Kika's gonna grab the lasso and, like, try to help Hilda pull back. Booker is hanging off it as well. Cool. All right, uh, yeah, Kike, give me a roll. Can I spend an AP to give someone else advantage? Yeah. I would rather give Ari advantage than myself in this case, yes. Okay. So that is a 10. Okay. Sick. Walnut is about to reach down, but Day's still above the water, so Walnut was about to go down. You have stopped Dame. Okay. So you can start pulling Dame back. Okay, that is that is what Kike is going to do then. And just be like, just, just... Scary stories are just that. They're just stories. They're not excuses for kids to come and go in the middle of the night without an adult to explore and figure out whatever <laughs> things are going to be true or not. You might end up like some people that I won't name and might be in the vicinity of this camp if you follow leads like that. And he will say that as he's pulling the lasso. And yes, I meant Sparky. <laughs> Thanks, Ari. <laughs> Let's explore Sparky hanging out, looking at the stars. Yeah, actually, I have a follow-up question, which is now that there's actual screaming going on because Hilda was like, ah, don't go in the mud. Can I hear that? Yeah. Hey, maybe even Irene will hear the screams. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how far Irene has gotten off of the path. That might make it scarier to just hear like a distant scream in a direction you don't know. Yeah. Very funny, though. <laughs> Not funny to Irene. <laughs> well, oh, poor Irene. Okay. If there's actual panicked screaming, then Sparky will get involved. She would hear Hilda screaming, roll her eyes and go, oh, amateurs, and then get up, dust herself off, and head down towards the screaming. Before you're about to leave, you see a cowboy leaning against a tree next to the clearing. And Chaz Casey says... This, uh, your protege? Sparky nods proudly and says, She sure is. 
Needs to learn a little bit, though. Gonna go, gonna go, um, sort this out. Oh, well, certainly does. After all, our job as teachers. And he throws you a camper's little light. Like one of those, like, the flashlights you hold from the top that are like, yeah, yeah, like the, the, the bulky ones. Yeah. Is to make sure the future doesn't replicate the past, but they do better. Sparky feels like that's particularly targeted and she doesn't like that. So Sparky will, well, you know, good thing I'm not a teacher. He's going to do the cowboy thing where his hat tips down and he raises his eyebrows at you. Damn it. What? That's enough to get... What? You know what I mean. Oh, God. You could just say what you mean. Going all, going all, going all. You know what? You know what I mean. Oh, God. You sound awful. And with this, she's turning on the flashlight and heading into the woods. And then she'll go, are you coming? And I have a question for you. He rolls his eyes in a knowing way and, and follows along. All right. Who writes your radio plays? My radio plays. Your radio plays. You know, you know, the Pickle Pals radio plays. Oh, the Pickle Pals. Our adventures. Yeah, I've never <laughs> listened to them except for once. Of course, you would be asking about that. No, that was, uh, I put that together. It's a little side thing. You wrote the Pickle Pals. Well, yeah, that's what I've learned to do, Sparky. <laughs> I've learned to entertain. I mean, Lucas helps kids and you. Uh... I fight for the truth, which is why... Uh, I think, I think you are writing me wrong. I came off as a touch abrasive. Was I, I wasn't, I wasn't that, I wasn't that mean to, 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 to everyone. You know, you know, it's just like, it's just like, I just feel like it's wrong. I just feel like, you know, you peppered in some unnecessary characterization to drama and, um, and it's not, you know, it's, uh, it was better than that. It was way better than well, that. Well, okay, yeah. You, you know, the golden ears and all that, it was better than what part, you're, than part what of, you're part portraying. Of, part of compressing someone's entire life into a small little play will do that, Sparky. But I just, I accentuated what was there. Accentuate. Accentuated. I know what accentuated means. God, you sound like Elliot. You know he corrected me on rutabagas? Is it rutabaga or is it rutabagas? It's rutabagas, like with an S, because it's plural. No one says rutabaga. Except for Elliot. Nobody cares what Elliot says or thinks. In the distance, Irene doing a high five. (laughs) Nobody cares what Elliot says. She says, talking about what Elliot says. Okay, well, you know what I mean. And then I tried to do a cowboy hat tip like he did to me earlier. It doesn't work as well because I don't have a cowboy hat, but I do it. I know what you mean, Sparky. Thank you. God, it feels like no one just agrees with me. It feels like everybody's fighting me on everything all the time. Well, in my experience, when somebody finds themselves in a lot of fights, they tend to be the ones picking them. Or a victim, you know? Uh, uh, um... Did Lucas ask you about getting together when, uh, you know, he was going to be back in town? Chaz, <laughs> Chaz laughs again, and then his face grows serious. Sparky, can I ask you a favor? You're going to do it anyway. Don't break his heart again. I can't stop thinking about midnight in your car. Dreaming about wasted wishes on a shooting star Now I'm losing sleep, I don't know who I've become Weaker by the minute, by the second, almost gone I don't know why Do you know Did you know 
In our world, the world outside of Hereafter, Deadly Nightshade works in the actual daytime and is actually incredibly dangerous. Do not go near it, do not touch it, and for all that is holy, do not eat it. This PSA brought to you by the fact that I only realized after recording these episodes that Deadly Nightshade was an actual plant, and not just something from the Nightmare Before Christmas. Hi, welcome to the announcement break. Don't got a whole lot for you today, I mostly just got a promo for another show. Because, you know, you gotta wait a whole two weeks between episodes of Quest Friends. And in that time, didn't you wish there was a show that kind of fit the same itch? A show that, for example, might be about found family in a world that is both very mundane and very absurd. One that, maybe, for their second season, made a homegrown Powered by the Apocalypse game inspired by, among other things, Gravity Falls. Because that show exists. Monster Hour is a narrative-driven actual play podcast about found family, supernatural strangeness, and the hilarious horror of everyday life. Their second season explores the supernatural suburb of somewhere, a town where the otherworldly is ordinary, and the mundane terrifying. Just like Quest Friends, Monster Hour has a not-so-heroic cast of main characters this time around. They have crisp editing, and they have original music, which is something even we don't have. And they've got a whole bunch of wonderful oddities. Some of my favorites being a customer service bureaumancer, a recurring weather event that is just thousands of human screams, and then my personal favorite, a gestalt hive mind in the form of the local PTA. So while both Quest Friends and Monster Hour have a focus on Gravity Falls, we actually have this interesting split where I focused more on things like Amphibia and the Owl House and that kind of kids cartoon where they focused on the horror aspect of it. Other touchstones they mention are things like Infinity Train, Over the Garden Wall, Welcome to Night Vale, and Alice in Wonderland. It's a very interesting way to scratch a similar itch, but from an entirely different perspective, and I think that's really interesting. But don't just take my word for it. Here's what the creators of Monster Hour have to say about their show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour, an actual play podcast about weird heroes, found family, and the stories you make when you go off the rails. Step through the looking glass and into our season two game of Absurdia, a modern fantasy role-playing game about the absurd humor and understated horror of everyday life. Join demi-ghost lifestyle blogger Claire Claremont. I do terrify people in town quite often. Community radio host Duncan Oliver. Investigative, friendly, a little flirty. And woebegotten time traveler Max. The time cat is the reason I got unstuck from time. As they navigate the surreal suburban town of somewhere. The Screaming Fog. Oh shit. The City Council, praise be. I don't even refer to them by name. I don't want to give them that kind of power. Bus is sentient. Bus is alive. Bus is forever. A leviathan of steel and tinted glass. Run! Run! If you're a fan of Welcome to Night Vale, Alice in Wonderland, or Gravity Falls, you'll love season two of Monster Hour. New episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. If you found that interesting, you can find Monster Hour at monsterhour.podbean.com or by searching for Monster Hour wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every other Tuesday, so if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out, you got a brand new episode you can listen to tomorrow.
All right, I don't got a big call to action for you today, but one thing that I thought would be a fun shout out is that on our Tumblr page, we answer Q&A questions, usually silly stuff like, who out of the season two characters would be the first and last to die in a horror movie? Or what are our favorite Digimon? Uh, so if you want to kind of just ask some fun questions about us or the characters, we've been having a blast answering those. You can also, as always, find additional content over on our Patreon. It's by far the most effective way to support the show with your dollars, if that's something you want to do. But whether you check out Monster Hour, our Tumblr, our Patreon, or just wait for the next episode, our next episode, which I realize right now is still unnamed, part one, will be releasing on Monday, October 17th. I'll see you there. lost in the middle of the woods no i'm not it is dark it is damp okay so maybe she's slightly lost yes that might be correct but she is still just following her compass because why <laughs> would her compass be wrong bless her bless her faith in this machine we're gonna end this episode with irene just at the top of the mountain alone no <laughs> no I'm totally fine with Irene just stumbling into camp in the morning. Like, <laughs> you can just occasionally cut back to her still lost. She could be guided by, like, some cute. That's, that's what I would, yeah. In front of you, Irene, there is this dog-like figure in the shadows. Irene jumps and throws a stick at it. Are you trying to intimidate it, or what are you trying to do? I think intimidate, but also she was just startled. Uh, yeah, roll me convince somebody with fierce. Okay. Eleven. Okay, um. You sent this to help me. I sent this to I help you. It. And it is successfully scared away. <laughs> That's so funny, though. I also pictured the stick, like, falling to the ground several feet in front of it. Like, it's a light stick, so it doesn't go far, and she didn't throw it that hard. It hits the creature. Oh. And you notice that the creature is actually a couple of feet lower than you thought it was. And with an alarm, you hear, Time! As the creature runs away. Am I just gonna run into Rasputin? Ah, did you see something, my broidal rat? <laughs> oh god, why? <laughs> What the fuck? Here he is in the woods! Why is he here? He's, like, <laughs> He's everywhere. <laughs> it's because it's in the dark of the night. I mean, we are in the hills where he lives, so like... <laughs> yeah, it's the dark of the night! I made that joke earlier! It's the dark of the night! Evil will find her! I made the joke earlier! Oh, wow. I know, but now Rasputin is here, so I, I had to bring him back up. Singing the songs with his boidal rats! Oh, uh, in the dark of night... You need not be afraid, though I cut an intimidating figure 
let me pass, and I will not have to injure you greatly. Oh, you want me to let you... Wait, hold up, hold up a second. Did you just threaten me with violence? <laughs> no. Did you not just say injure me? It was merely an opening remark that holds no weight if you don't want it to. What are you doing here? <laughs> I'm following my compass. <laughs> following your compass? Well, that's, that's, that's mistake number one. Aren't you supposed to be by, by, by lake? Who are you? Who are you? No! Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? I am... <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> I am Rasputin. It took me a moment to remember. <laughs> you must understand. I do not understand. Uh, but... I am capable of empathy and so support you in your confusion, she says as she slowly sidles around where she thinks the voice is coming from. That is not direction of lake. But my compass says that it should be in this direction. Ah, compass, mumfus, such things are useless. Now, boidle rat. Nose of Boidle Rat knows where things are. But a compass just points to the north. A nose has many different smells to keep track of. I am confused. Uh, fine. Follow compass. You will do nothing else rest of episode. <laughs> I do not understand half of what you said, but... Perhaps you can impress upon me the validity of your claims if your boidle rat is to lead me to the camp. You want to borrow boidle rat? Um, maybe. Rasputin will lend boidle rat, but you must help me in future. I don't know that I like that. I would like you to explain to me why I should not just follow my compass. Because compass is worthless. That's I. We cannot no, just repeat. Is, no, you. Yeah, explain why you are saying that it is. Look worthless. at compass. Look at compass. You see, you are not moving, and yet it is wavering back and forth. Well, you cannot see because it is too dark. Because <laughs> again, you went in the middle of nowhere. But it would be moving back and forth. Okay, fine. It is deal then. Irene doesn't like this. I don't like this. I really don't like this. I love it. Well, good for you. Deeply upset. Very unhappy. Rasputin stretches out a hand. The handshake feels interesting. It's not like you're just shaking his hand. It feels almost like your shadows themselves are shaking hands. I don't like this. He says, <laughs> That was good decision. Anyway, <laughs> on you go. And follow Boidle Rat. I keep Boidle Rat. Rasputin has many. Congratulations, Irene. You have a Boidle Rat. <laughs> Look, I found this possum five minutes ago. It'll teach you how to get out of the woods. Well, I guess Irene has a Boidle Rat now. I'm so happy for you. All right. We're going to cut back to uh, Hilda and Kike and the other kids. And Walnut is going to say, 
Hey, what's what's the big idea? The Necroman is out there. No, no, it isn't. I don't know what that is. I agree. You you all let these scary stories get to your head more than I thought they would. So uh, in the morning, we can all go and check what this is with a group of adults. It can be a nice activity. <laughs> but for now, it's better for you to get out of this mud. And as he's saying it, he's like pulling... I'm getting it into my head. You're getting it. Well, I thought you said this wasn't even the scary story. So why are you so afraid of it? I, I, I'm, you know, let me tell you what I am afraid of. I am afraid of you guys drowning on whatever this mod pile is. You know, it's called liability. <laughs> and also, you know, it's just, it's just, there's just too much population already in my side of the turf. So really, I just need all of you to come back up. I Yes, but like, Necroman, that's why we're here. Yeah, well, you saw one earlier during the scary story, right? That that book of Hilda is a Necromon. Isn't that enough? Well, exactly. Hilda's got an ultra Necromon and, and a super strong Necromon and a super cool one. And like, Rekob. I just like, like, come on. You found one of the coolest Necromon and you had to go through challenges to get it. Like... A necromon trainer would be chomping at the bit to get something like this. Look, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't do any of that on purpose. We fell down a hill, got lost, I got tied to a tree, <laughs> and when I woke up from a weird dream, one of my books had turned into Booker. I don't I don't know how it happened, and I I'm sorry. I'm I'm I don't want to be like better than anybody else, but like we we we're talking about intentionally just walking into the deep mud. No. Please, it's not safe. May I also add that I, I happened to be in that such predicament at the time, and we barely made it out alive, quote-unquote, or <laughs> the equivalent. So uh, it's, it's honestly not worth it, kids. And again, it might still be here in the morning. We can all as a camping activity during the light when it's not lights out. Come and see whatever you think is in there. Walnut is not really paying attention to any of that and instead is focused on earlier words. Not being the best. Like, no one ever won. That's what the tournament is, though. Well, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be in the tournament then. Oh. Like, it's it's fun. I like duels, but this is this is way too intense. It's freaking me out. I've never been this far in a competition before, and I... Uh, it's kind of awful. Like, do you want like a bunch of people watching your every move and and talking about what things are being done wrong or what you could do better i don't well i mean that's how, that's how i get better so yeah i mean that works for you but i just i don't know let's just can we just go back to sleep if it helps at all kid sometimes you don't need to dig in a lake or a mud for these things to come to you. There was one <laughs> hammering in my house the other day. Sometimes they just come to you and they just won't leave. So it really, perhaps start looking so hard is the first step for you to get one of those rare Necromon you like. And Walnut looks back at the light on the water and looks back at Freddy, who kind of gives Dame just a shrug. And they shakes their head and says, Fine, fine. I'll just be the best with basic Necromon. 
Uh, well, thank you, Mr. Kanaka. Dr. Kanaka. Uh, thank you, Dr. Kanaka. Uh, you know, that, that, that was kind of a... Uh, it, it, it's called a flex towards that one guy. I mean, I, I don't actually... I, I kind of don't... I feel uncomfortable people just calling my title. I mean, I did study hard for it, but <laughs> you, you can just call me Mr. Kanaka. It's fine. I knew it was a flex. And I did know. Hang on, you still call me because I know who is behind me. So you still call me Dr. Kanaka because I did earn my PhD. So you have to call me by that name, sir. Okay, Dr. Kanaka, I appreciate the sir, by the way. Although you can just call me Chaz. I tried to think of something clever, but I just like it when people call me Chaz. I didn't know you were a doctor. Why would I tell you this information? That's things you should not be able to know. Boss, how did you not know Mr. Kanaka was a doctor? Because he didn't tell me, because he never answers my questions, because he's hiding something. Probably. I don't know. Are you okay? Why are you all muddy? Why are you here? We heard screaming. Weren't you supposed to be taking care of the other? So who's taking care of <laughs> well, the, the other, other kids? kids? Aren't screaming? I don't. Lucas Bag is over there. We're not the only adults here, Kike. Well, I clearly have the situation handled here. So, well, I mean, I guess <laughs> he looks at the at the mud covered kids who are at least not injured, apparently. He's like, so what? Uh, what? Uh, what was all this? Hilda is going to stay silent and look at her feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was it? Was it just uh, you guys who came out here? And Irene, that's when Tylenoib, Tylenoib, the Boidal Rat comes out. Oh, good. One of those. Irene is disheveled. She looks quite creeped out and keeps rubbing her hand. Mm. Kid, are you, are you okay? I am fine. Apparently, compasses are lies. And the only thing that actually directs you is trash possums. <laughs> Tylenoid! Tylenoid! The Boidle Rat picks up some of the yarn and some of the cloth and, like, wears the yarn as little hair and the cloth as a second skin. What? I may have signed away my soul to a strange person in the dark, and I guess I have- Oh, I did that, like, a month ago. I'm sorry? Continue. This is the coolest story you've ever told. <laughs> Barky, that's not the time. And now I guess I have a Boidal Rat. Yay. Yeah, you came out on top. Good for you, kid. Dr. Kanaka's got this handled. She's shining the flashlight from disheveled Irene emerging from the woods <laughs> back to Kike. Like, got this handled. Okay. <laughs> get that away from me. And he's gonna like, shine his light into Sparky's face as he's like, You get your light away from me. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways. While this is happening, Hilda's going to sidle up beside Irene, and after spending one AP, I would like to shove a dirty and crumpled $5 bill into Irene's hand. Oh. No words, just like, mm. Thank you. I guess I won't buy myself a new compass. <laughs> Since they're actually not real. I think the compass might just be broken. Why were you in the woods, kid? <coughs> <laughs> I like to think this coughing is in character like occasionally she's just like coughing up pine needles or something I was confused as to what was happening and so I ventured forth to learn and I learned that apparently my compass or maybe all compasses aren't good 
and I have a rat now. Look, the list of things you can rely on is just going to dwindle the older you get. I am concerned that one of the things I can no longer rely on is the ownership of my soul. Yeah, you gotta go, go, go into that. Elaborate on that one. Yeah, was he that guy that, I, I, I truly hate to say the things, but like that looked, you know, <laughs> except less good. And he's just gonna like gesture towards like, just, you know, more. He's not taking care of his corpse. Haggard, but. Was it Rasputin? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, how do, how do you also know Rasputin? We fell into his cave. Oh, yeah. His cave? He lives in the hills here, I think. Yeah, I'd forgotten about him. He was in the tournament, too. He was in the forest and waylaid me, and I made a deal with him that I would owe him a favor, which seems like a creepy story that doesn't end well. Hmm. Well, <coughs> first of all, it's not a signed contract for what I understand, but at least for where I am concerned, because I don't like that guy. Whenever he asks whatever favor it is, let me know, and I can at least be there to stop whatever things he's scheming. Thank you. <coughs> uh... yeah, Dr. Kike can take care of it. Your brother's also a prosecutor, so I think he'll probably step in. Actually, no, nobody wants Elliot to help them. No, I do not want that. Nobody wants that. Yeah, so we'll go to the next day. How do you all end up exploring the, the lake now that the day has come? What if you just attached a rock to the end of a fishing pole and, like, a magnet or something? So you're <laughs> See, just like, fishing? Basically. <laughs> Hilda is okay with that because Hilda does not want to go back in the mud. She's still scared even in the morning. I want to say that while that is happening, Kike will lean to Hilda and be like, you can call me Kike still. I, I think I think you suffered enough yesterday and I don't think you deserve it. Thanks. Yeah, just to do it again. Yes. So uh, how, how did things uh, go last night, Sparky? Chaz says everything was nice and, and relaxing. Yeah, Chaz is a fucking liar. <laughs> uh, actually, several kids got lost in the woods. But you know, it's okay. I can go handle it. I what, can go. What? He's, he's already like getting no, ready to it run all, off. To it the... already happened, Lucas. It all, it's, it's their oh, back okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. I would have chased him into the woods if that was necessary, but I'm shouting that from the periphery. Uh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. You're just some, just some good old, you know, hijinks. They were looking for this, uh, this uh, necromon in the muddy lagoon here. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna find it today, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then Freddy is standing next to you, Irene, just like, what, what do you think is, uh, in there? I think that this is perhaps where the oasis is. Oh, that would be cool. I'll have to tell Walnut they said they didn't want a comma. All right, and so is Kike the one doing the fishing, or? Uh, I'll do the fishing, because, like, Sparky would want to take a hand in this now, because it's discovering a new thing. Yeah, Kike wouldn't do any of that, you know, if, if there's something actually bad there, then it's fine. It didn't it. seem like something Kike would jump at, and Sparky would. Yeah. Still. All right, so you pull out this box, and as you do, you can see the light is different. It's not the typical blue Necromon light. Instead, it's this weird ethereal green 
reflecting the sun, but also illuminating its own glow as well. You open up the box and look inside, and it's empty, with the exception of one little slip of paper. I pick it up. You pick it up, flip it around, and you just see a little handwritten note that says, I really liked your story. What the F? Did, did that tent ever get set up for Sparky slash Lucas? <laughs> well, I assume they were not sharing a tent. Do you think Sparky wanted them to share a tent? Well, well, obviously. I mean, yeah. My guess is that Kike had to set up the rest of the tents when he got <laughs> back because they were just the tents for the adults. What? Sparky didn't bother to set it up. That's why she's stargazing. Fuck this tent. Fuck everything. Mm, we, we we might need to change it back to Mr. Kanak. I'm still deciding. <laughs> oh, no. Is that too bad? Is that, is that too bad? No, I just feel bad. No, I think it's hilarious. It's a very Stephen Strange moment. Like, I feel very bad for Walnut having, for, having like inadvertently caused this to happen. <laughs> If if it's if it's bad we cannot we can No, it's it's good. I like it. I like it. No, it's really good. Okay. It's, that's why we got a reaction. I appreciate that Chaz Casey, despite hearing the screams, <laughs> it's just like, is like, you know what we need right now? An intervention with <laughs> with, with, with like, Sparky. This is the important thing right now. The future generation matters a lot, Sparky. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> we've gotta be we've gotta be responsible wardens. Help, please help! <laughs> <laughs> Irene's slowly dying from a deal with Rasputin. I know. Only he can cure your hemophilia. <laughs>